You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 8th of March, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave, how are you doing today, man? I am... Well, you know what? I know some of the news we have coming up on the show. Some of it we're going to have a ton of fun chatting about. Um, You know what? what, I'll let you take it away. Why don't we just start with the part that we need to talk about, uh, but but it's not going to be any fun at all. We have some. Uh, it's, it's 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 hard, but we're. It, it seems like we've been starting this uh, this show every 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 episode since the beginning of the year with uh, friends. I'm sorry, we have some hard news for you. Um, over the weekend, we we the, the search community found out late last night uh, at a at a personal blog post at uh, mattcuts.net. Um, Matt, or I'm sorry, mattcuts.com slash blog. Um, Matt Cuts, the uh, the original head of web spam at, at Google, um, the original Google representative to the industry, one of the most beloved characters in, uh, in the history of search marketing, announced that his wife, Cindy, died over the weekend. Suddenly, she was, uh, she was quite young. Um, the SEO community didn't know Cindy Cuts very well, but we did know that Matt had a wife who he loved dearly. He didn't uh, put her in front of the public eye very often. Um, he did mention her every once in a while. He, he mentioned her at conferences and, and when people would see him on the road. Um, Matt uh, left Google in uh, early 2017. Actually, he had... All, for all intents and purposes, left Google about a year before that. And he left Google, um, went on a leave of absence from Google, specifically because he didn't get to see his wife often enough. Then uh, uh, a new American government, um, CyberCorp, CyberCorp uh, recruited him. He's, he's now head of that. And um, 
has you know gone to pursue a life outside of search, but again is still one of the most beloved members of the community. Um, Dixon Jones has set up a fund to uh, fund a group called Mind, which uh, is a, uh, a fund to help people with mental health issues, a charity that Cindy Crum was was apparently very interested in. And you can, uh, if you're you know, at all interested in, in joining others from the search community and donating to her memory, it's um, HTTPS, justgiving.com slash fundraising slash search community. That's justgiving.com slash fundraising slash search community. The uh, fund is already four times over its goal, but you know what? Let's push it harder. Let's push it higher. And, uh, and um, in a very small way, show uh, some love and some support for, for, for Matt Cuts um, in, a, in a really difficult time. It must be. It must be. Um, all right. On, on, on that, I mean, I can't add anything to that because I was well done. And, and you're right. You see these sort of funds go on to that, and you're like, oh, well, it hit its, its goal. Um, you know, the battle in this one is never done. So if it hits 100 times its goal, we still need more, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can add something to this, Dave. I'm about 10 years older than you, and I mean, that usually doesn't make a difference in a lot of stuff, right? But right. last year, I had a life-threatening event, and it came suddenly. I, like, you know, one minute I was walking to the store. The next minute, I was back home having having a real, honest-to-goodness heart attack. I can't imagine what went through my partner Shauna's head right. when when she found out that I was that I was, I was having a heart attack. But you know, the idea that you might lose your loved one so quickly and so without warning. And in our industry, this is a particular problem in our industry. We obsess on stuff. Like you, you know what it's like, man. You get involved in a really cool project and. Um, you know, 16 hours pass and you don't even notice that the time has passed because you're so in, you're in some groove, right? You're obsessing. And, uh, you know, I just want to give people a warning. Just life is short. Enjoy who you have around you as much as you possibly can and what you take time for yourselves, friends, because, um, yeah, things happen and it, uh, it just reminds us how beautiful the color green is. Yep. You know? Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Some good stuff to talk about. Here's something that's really cool. This made me really, really... Um, I, From the creation and the, the, the way that this uh, fund that Dixon set up um, has like gone four times over goal and is probably going to go much, much higher than that, mm -hmm. to something that Yoast... Yoast Devolk, um, the creator of the Yoast SEO toolset... Today is International Women's Day, and so the fine, the truly fine folks at Yoast.com made, made a really cool announcement today. They've started what they call the Yoast Diversity Fund. Have, have you seen this, uh, seen this, Dave? I have, but only very briefly in, in passing in one of those days. So this is... I do know what it is, but I'm going to leave it to you to get into the nitty-gritty. Well, I got to say, man, this is one of the reasons why I really love this community. So the Yoast uh, Diversity Fund is all about covering the cost of travel and accommodation for speakers that increase the diversity of the, uh, the, uh, of the, the speakers at any given conference. So, you know, like uh, 
you know how I remember the early days of search conferences, like when it was like a total sausage fest. Like mm-hmm. every all oh, guys everywhere, wall to wall guys. Um, that was the beginning days, and then um, and then the industry started to open up, but not nearly to the extent that it shouldn't. And 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 when you look at us at the list of speakers at a conference. I don't think that's actually representative of, of, of our industry. It's not representative of, of gender diversity. It's certainly not representative of racial diversity. It's a bunch of white guys often, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've benefited from that being a white guy myself. I've completely benefited from that. I've been on a lot of stages. And I think I've earned the right to be on almost any stage I've been on. But a lot of other people have also earned that right. And... Uh, some people don't get there because they can't afford it, and some people don't get there because they get overlooked um, because there are conscious and unconscious biases in all of us. What Yoast is trying to do, without pointing fingers at anybody for anything, is saying if cost is an object, it's no longer an object. And that is really cool. Yeah, I love it when you see a case of facilitating success rather than trying to punish failure. Um, And what I mean by that is rather than trying to attack the people that have been part of creating the process, and I mean, you called it, and I think you're a jerk if you don't, Um, (laughs) you know, it it is true. Like you, 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 you called it and said, you know what? I, I had an advantage. There were other people that could have shared that stage with me or, or, you know, been equal to me on that stage and they were overlooked. Right. I mean, that's, and, and, and it's absolutely a, a valid point. And I think those of us that, I won't call it an advantage in like a real light, real way, but it is, it is, you know, unfortunately sort of part of the, the systemic system of things. But what Yoast is doing is facilitating change rather than going, you guys can't do that. And, and attacking sort of the root, mm-hmm. he, he's just facilitating that change in a very healthy and, and productive way. I huge, huge kudos to him for, for his approach um, yeah. in addressing the issue. So yeah, and just one of those things. I, I, that makes me really proud of this industry. So yay, thank you Yoast and 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 company. Like like like, like Yoast. It's funny we talk about Yoast Day, but like Yoast is actually a company of like what is it like eighty people at this point? It's true. And we actually call him Yoast, but it's Yoast, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, it's it's it's, it's Juiced, but he didn't want anyone to think he was like you know a steroid junkie. <laughs> Especially, especially because with that accent, you know, like steroids will do to you. <laughs> um, okay, here's one that came up, and actually, you know what? This one, this is interesting. Uh, you've heard this debate before. You've heard people sort of misphrase this, and and misphrase it with complete, complete sincerity. Okay. Mm-hmm. The headline um, from uh, Search Engine Roundtable, and I guess uh, Barry is again reporting something that John Mueller said, and I, th- I think this time, uh, David, there's no question Mueller is exactly right. Site update frequency is not a ranking signal. So uh, but to say it again, site, ranking, site update frequency, no bearing on ranking whatsoever. I mean, if you never update your site, that that that. Certainly, shows Google that there's nothing happening at the site. But say you have to update it like ten times a day, and your next door, your neighbor only updates it once a week. Chances are you might have more. You might be accruing more chances at getting a ranking, but you're not guaranteed of getting a stronger ranking. 
Right. I, I'm going to, and if I can, well, of course I can because I'm, I'm on a show with you. Um, I'm going to call BS. Okay. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that, I, I understand what he's saying, and it's just one of those cases where I'm like, you know what? You are telling a half-truth only because you're putting it in one context, but there's more contexts here. Uh, what I mean by that is there are two exceptions um, to this environment. One is, um, and where he's entirely 100% right, kind of, um, is a case of it does impact, if you have a good site, your crawl frequency. So if you're publishing often and you have a high crawl frequency, that content's going to get picked up faster. And if you're talking about something timely, you're going to rank faster. So it's not a ranking signal directly, though, so I'll give him a pass on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but so it so will... We've got a factor here. There is a factor involved. There is a factor. And, and so he's right on that one. Where I think he's directly wrong... Um, would be in a case, if we look up a query, I'll, I'll give you the query, best shows on Netflix. Okay. If you try to tell me that the freshness or update um, on a, say, evergreen page on Netflix, uh, top shows on Netflix, if that page isn't updating frequently, it's not going to rank because Google's going to know that I don't really care what the best shows on Netflix were in 2015. But they, they know that. I, I clearly don't. I'm not. That page isn't going to rank. It needs fresh content. So in, in when we're dealing with things where the intent would be time sensitive, that's where I think what he's saying is 100% wrong, either in it could be new content or it could be evergreen content. But the freshness and, and frequency with which content is created or updated, I guess he'd kind of be right in that. It's not that you adding the content is the ranking factor because you didn't have to add a bunch of other content around it, but that content's going to need to be fresh. So I, I think it technically, it's one of those really confusing, technically kind of right. You didn't need to create 100 pieces of content for that one to rank. So I guess kind of it's not a signal, but if it wasn't fresh, it's not going to rank. So fresh you know content what? kind of is. So that's, that's where I think he's wrong. You're, I think you're absolutely right, Dave. You, you're right. It's all contextual. And I, I, I completely forgot the first two words they teach you when you go to school at SEO 201. Mm -hmm. And it's a phrase. And the most important phrase, one of the most important phrases in SEO, it depends. <laughs> Followed shortly by don't panic. And that's when we talk about <laughs> updates. Indeed. So, you know what? Uh, site frequency is not a ranking signal. Mostly, it depends. Right. <laughs> um, and thank you, thank you for the correction on that. You're, I believe you're absolutely right. Okay, we got, uh, you know what, we got a couple minutes before we got to take a break. So um, you're, you're a VR fan, right? <laughs> I knew that's where you were going. Yes, I am. And in fact, I own one of the devices we're about to talk about. So did you have this nasty problem uh, the other day where you, like, you know, you put your VR set on and you were about to step on the sandy the sandy beaches of like Paris or Amsterdam or something. And uh, it didn't work. You know what I'm going to hope the day the issue happened and we'll get into what the issue was in, in just a second. The day that happened, I didn't actually go on and they're giving out free credits to people that, it, that, that did break. Um, oh, so I'm actually really hoping that it did because I wouldn't have been impacted, but I would get some free credits anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, this is, I mean, this is, this is the, so Oculus Rift, the, um, the, 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 the VR headsets, mm-hmm. uh, the other day they just stopped working. I guess the, 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 the people like you did, the owners of, of an Oculus Rift set would, would, would have put it on and you know, gone into the environment that they were going to go into and it, just nothing, blankness, darkness. Correct. Somebody forgot to update <laughs> the expired permission certificate. And so the whole network went down. It's kind of funny. It's like, I mean, it's not. I mean, but... that's, that's, that's just like stupid fool. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of four-letter words I want to say that'll get us kicked off of iTunes, so I can't say them. But, like, holy four-letter word, eh? Yeah, I know. I, it's such a stupid issue. And what I find kind of funny, and we've all kind of been there, where something stupid slips through the cracks, and you're paying attention to 100 super top-level things. Like, if you think on, on the Oculus system, how many things can break? Of course, it was something that I just roll my eyes and go, how did you not have that under control? Yes. <laughs> but, of course, it's one of those. Want you. <laughs> well, and that's, that's definitely it. Um, you can bet dollars to donuts. Uh, that one's never going to happen again. Right? I mean, I'm sure they've got a system in place now. So the interesting well, thing, and we could take my, I'll bet Vegas is taking money on it right now, is what is going to bring it down next? I mean, let's let's take hackers out of it and go. What self-made problem is going to take down the Oculus network? You know, at, at some point. Kudos to them, though. I own one. They're freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, the, the, incidentally, just for for listeners who heard who might have heard my my microphone um, overpower Dave's, he owns an Oculus Rift, not a sex bot. The <laughs> Oculus Rift is awesome. We're not sure about the sex bots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and on that, um, <laughs> we got to take a Jeff. break here on WebCology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, Google, order Dave a sofa. We have to take a break here on WebCology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davis from Beatsock Internet Marketing. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. WebCology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile friendly <coughs> and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on webmasterradio.fm. 
We're everywhere. We're everywhere. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and you are listening to us on the, eight, on the uh, 8th of March, 2018. Um... You know what? I like this. I like this next story a lot. Um, this is another John Mueller story, but this time John Mueller was playing around on Reddit, not on uh, Twitter. Um, I'm not sure which uh, which environment is weirder, but um, this is a pure Natch basic SEO um, basic SEO uh, advice. I'm not even sure you can even say it depends on this one. Titles and descriptions are easy wins for SEO. And uh, you know what? You know the reason I like this story, Dave? Because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what it is? And I think it is a good reminder. Uh, Like, you know, we we hit a ton of them where it's, you know, we go, come on, who didn't know that? I mean, clearly, we all know that titles, certainly anybody with any level of experience, and I mean three days or more, um, in SEO, knows titles and descriptions um, are important. Descriptions, I think, might often get forgotten, um, but where the easy win comes, and it's why it's generally my starting spot, um, yeah. you know, in, in all of it, and in part, that's so that I can, you know, because it's part of the optimization process, but I'll often go and do a whack of title and description um, you know, sort of all at once and then go back and actually optimize the content going, hey, if I can get some good titles and descriptions, we can improve that click-through rate. So even mm-hmm. if it's before I can get you or could be you know, even expected to get you some rankings, let's start to show you some increases in your organic traffic. <laughs> and, and what more does your client want than that? They want increases in organic. Yes, rankings are awesome, but take a look at those pages you're already ranking for on day one. Take a look at those titles and descriptions and see if you can do better. Um, that's where I usually start is looking in Search Console, finding the ranking pages, finding the terms they're ranking for, looking at those title and descriptions. If I can make some improvements there, you know, what client is going to complain if they're seeing an increase in organic traffic on you know, a week or two? Yeah, the rankings haven't budged in most cases, but you know, what do they care? All they really care about is organic traffic and sales and that's what they should care about. Well, and you, uh, you made an important point there. I'm not, I'm not even sure if you, you meant to make this point specifically, but but it's something that my ears my ears picked up on. Um, and it's an order of operations point. You're going to get to your titles and descriptions because you're going to start seeing a higher click through rate. Now, that higher click through rate is going to be happening in conjunction at the same time as you're working on other stuff. So it's almost like you got this like passive army of search people out there. Um, creating better conditions for various pieces of content on your client's website to to rank, because you've just done done that simple work on the titles and descriptions. Your title better reflects what's found on the page, um, and the description has become good marketing text to convince the click. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, while the, so so it might take you weeks and weeks and weeks to add the schema to um, uh, go back through the link profile to build better links to um, work with uh, work with the text that you find on the page to make sure the images have tags etc. All the stuff all the um, the plethora of little things you got to do little and big tasks you got to do. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, you got people clicking on that link. And that, and again, that creates stronger conditions for the real goal five or six weeks down the road. Well, and that's, that's perfect, you know, perfect, perfect across the board. And I mean, we, we can debate, and this is for our listeners, it is a debated point. I have my strong opinion, but I have a strong opinion about everything, so take it for what you will. Um, you know, there is also the argument that click-through rate, provided that they don't immediately bounce on your site, I am very you know, confident that it is a ranking factor. If I was Google, I would certainly make it a ranking factor on a large scale. One person can't impact stuff, but on a large scale. So if you can improve that click-through rate, yes, I mean, you're right. You're creating a better condition for when um, you, know, you are producing new content, you are launching new content, you'll have this, this structure in place and, and have the, the visitors there to, to increase it. I also kind of view it as, well, and during these weeks, if I've improved the click-through rate and provided that the users do something decent when they get there, I mean, I wouldn't do this necessarily if I needed to do a total site overhaul because the whole thing was a nightmare. I'd probably have sent them to a designer first and then brought them in later. But if I can have all of these users sending to Google these signals that all these queries are relevant, mm -hmm. to me, I'm actually improving their SEO and sending them a very positive ranking signal because I do believe the click-through rate without a high bounce rate is a positive ranking signal with a high bounce rate would be a bad ranking signal. You know, I guess I am kind of SEOing at the same time because I'm setting up the environment for, for this, for triggering this one, this one ranking factor. Again, for our listeners though, this is not a, I'm confident in it. I don't know that there's been any authoritative, you know, the sort of statement from Google um, on that. I know some studies have been done to confirm it, but there's studies that have been yeah. done that confirm plus ones and Facebook shares do it too. And that's usually, <laughs> you know, we know that that's usually correlation, not causality. But, um, but this one just so, absolutely makes sense. You know what, Dave? I think it's time that we actually coin a word. Go out of the slim or don't. Yeah, do it. Always better to regret something you have done than regret something you haven't done, don't you think? <laughs> okay, so I think we really need to coin a word for uh <laughs> for you know that the 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 causation um uh speculation in the SEO world. And I'm gonna call it a mozogram. A mozogram. Does that work a mozogram or mozogram? Uh, let's let's call it that. You're going back and I can't remember whose article it was. Was it Cyrus who'd written an article that basically that the whole, oh, that the whole industry sort of rolled its eyes at, but, you know. Yeah, but it got the conversation started and got that definition, a clearer understanding. And, yeah, yeah. He, I, I felt sorry for him in that one. I'm like, I think I see what you were trying to do, and you're a smart well, you, guy. You just said it a little bit wrong, and now the entire industry's at you. <laughs> here's the thing, though. I, I, do agree with, I do agree that if you have a high click-through rate, you are showing Google that, that its users find value behind that link. Right. Uh, assuming, of course, that they click through and they don't just jump out like seconds later because they saw something that 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 displeased them more because they they would didn't know how to use your page. But let's assume that you know they, they click and they they stick around. They go to another page of content inside the website. You are showing Google that people care 
I, Google cares that people care. And you know um, what? This is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just gonna say Google's Google's raison d'etre is to give people a good user experience. Yeah. Well, and I mean, one of the things I love about these kinds of signals, the ones that we're we're talking about right now, say click through rate as as a ranking factor, is I liken it a lot to, you know, addressing pollution. Uh, you know, to, to try and help stave off climate change, right? It, it's even if, let's, let's go, I know you and I both you know, believe climate change, but let's assume that you don't. All you've done is cleaned up our planet for no good reason, right? Okay, that's, 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 that's sort of your end result there. And in a case like this, when we're looking at, at search ranking signals, uh, like we're talking about now, well, you've just increased your click-through rate in organic traffic for no good reason, right? Like your worst case scenario is still awesome. So... You know, it, it, it's, it's one of those great ones where I get to go in and go, you know what, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong and that Google never takes click-through rate um, as any kind of, of signal? Well, then, yeah, I've just increased my organic traffic and click-through rate for no good reason. Right? Like, okay, you know, the client's still happy, right? So I, I've still done my job. I still needed to do that job. I just didn't get the secondary byproduct out of it. But I still got an awesome result. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those great ranking uh, ranking factors that even if we do get it wrong, we still get it right. Yeah. Okay. Here's get it wrong, get it right. How can I make a segue out of that? Okay. Here's <laughs> one that if you get it wrong, you got it wrong. <laughs> you ain't gonna get it right. You might get, you might you might actually get some trouble for it. But if you do get it right, you got it right, way right. You've um, probably found another uh, 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 ranking factor, most certainly. Um, although not this time, because we're talking about Bing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, not that it matters, because we're talking about Bing. Um, Bing confirms support for Jason. Jason must be very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Bing, Bing confirmed it now supports JSON, uh, the JavaScript uh, schema markup language. Um, that's that, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, Google's accepted it for what four years now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it was definitely a case where they had to. It was my default. All the schema that I had deployed recently uh, was all done with JSON LD. Right? It just it just was, um, and that's because my primary concern is always Google, and it just was easier, cleaner, and 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 could be placed. You know. In, in better spots on, on in the code. Um, so yeah, as long as Bing wasn't, it's like, well, then we're not giving it to you, right? Like if, if you were a client of, of, of Beanstalks, you're probably not getting your schema because I'm going to be building it to, to Google. Um, and because it's a format that's a little more flexible for my uses. Um, you know, so I, I, I definitely get why they did because you, Otherwise, there's probably a lot of Daves out there. <laughs> we're thinking, yeah, okay, we're, we're just not going to get it. Um, and there was really no reason to not do it. I am excited by it, though, because I do think, you know, we sort of mock Bing and like, you don't need to care because it's Bing. Um, and it's true. They're, you know, sort of a distant second in, in search. But I am glad they're doing it because there is still good traffic there. I am glad um, that now this, this schema can get picked up by Bing, um, can start impacting layout and, and, and the information that we can pass across to them. Um, I'm still waiting, and, and fingers crossed we, we have her on, uh, on the show next week. 
Um, I'm still waiting. Cindy Crum had talked about uh, a day, and she has no reason to believe this. She was just mentioning this would be nice, and it, it sort of seems inevitable. Um, we could admit, submit like a like an XML site map with schema. But just she was just talking about it, like not there's a plan mm-hmm. to do this. Just wouldn't that be nice? It's a logical step because why does it even need to be on the page? Right? It does actually. Absolutely. Um, and so she she had mentioned that I believe it was at MozCon or it might have just been in a discussion. Um, and I thought, yeah, that, that actually is brilliant to just let me feed. And then I could have different feeds and go, here's my product feeds, here's my organizational feeds, here's the pages that they relate and to. And that would be so, so much easier to work with. It, it would be very easy to work with. And the validation, you would just validate your feed, right? You'd know your errors quickly in one place rather than having to validate on a page-by-page basis if you're you know, doing customized by page, as, as you do have to in some circumstances. Generally, you know, if you've got an e-commerce site, it's, it's sort of all or nothing, but... Um, you know, there are scenarios where you're customizing each page a little bit differently, um, and that, that becomes, uh, you know, something where a feed would be really handy. Well, you know, this, I'm, I'm really, I, I, I haven't heard of this idea until just now, and it's, I think it's freaking brilliant. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know why other people hadn't thought of it or, or mentioned it earlier. Um, well, you, you saw her say this at a conference or, or read an article. Like if, 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 if you have a link to that article, I would love to read it. And and you know, it would be- I, I'm actually, I, I remember where I heard it. And yes, she was at MozCon. And I know that because I was actually just looking at the blog post. I was writing, like I was live blogging while she was speaking. And it was while talking about non-crawlable indexing of content. Basically the idea of content, and this is what I'm going to try and drag her on about next week. So we'll make sure it after yeah. is. The content that we don't need Google to crawl our sites for. Google just has it because we gave it to them, like an XML sitemap, for example. I mean, yes, they crawl your sitemap, but you're basically feeding it to them. Um, and, and so that's, that's where the subject came up. Um, and it's, it's a really, really interesting idea. matches with a lot of other things we're seeing coming. Fingers crossed that they, uh, they do deploy it, because you're right. I think it would make things a lot easier. Well, if we just talk about that idea enough, maybe somebody would... You know, you know that old saying, if the people lead, the leaders have to follow? <laughs> that's true maybe that's if true. we just start talking about that enough google will you know so we know google listens to webmaster radio content so you know maybe we'll maybe the word will fall in the right ear or something yeah and you know what would be really funny if bing listens first you know <laughs> indeed um and, and and i guess then we'll have to eat our words apologize to bing and and you know give him give him credit for being just like ask <laughs> oh, but but well not played. that much like ask. Well, but yeah, they're still in business, right? That tells me. <laughs> okay, we got uh, we got about five minutes. Is there anywhere you want to go? I don't I don't want to do the image search story yet because it might take a few minutes longer. Um, where do you want to go? Um, well, there's one, and it's it's just going to be a, a recommendation for folks to to head over there if you deal with um, multilingual sites. I, I don't know if you saw the the piece over at. Um, Search Engine Journal by Bill Hunt, your, your friend of mine. Um, and it's on a, a really, he's covering the misconceptions and he does it pretty well. And I'm like, oh, okay, as I was reading through that, yeah, he's, he's pretty much nailed the big ones and it's on international search. Um, and it's the HREF Lang implementations and the, the big misconceptions. And some of them you're like, well, that, of course that is. And clearly he's writing about it because this is his field. He's clearly seen you know, some of the, the big problems, <laughs> you know, and the, and the obvious problems, one that threw me off. And, you know, I'll just, we'll, we'll go through a few of them. And misconception, one is, is my favorite sort of, right, well, like, of course, I didn't know anybody thought that. But again, 
for our listeners, I don't blame you if, if you're included in people, even though I've just said that, because Bill wrote it for a reason, and it's number one for a reason, so he's seen a lot of this, and this is a specialty. You only need to put it on the homepage of your site. I'm like, well, yes, because you have different content on, on different pages, right? Like, sites have different content on, on different pages. Of course, it doesn't just need to be on the homepage if this is a relevant factor to you. Um, obviously, for, for some of our listeners, again, I don't blame you if you didn't. It makes perfect sense to me that, yes, of course, it would have to be on, on different pages. I've had you know, French content on the same site as English content on the same site as Japanese content. Um, you know, you, you need to define it by page, but apparently he sees this. And so, um, you know, there you go. Number two, I don't even oh understand where this comes from. Uh, .com domains. You only, you know, the misconception is you only need it. I don't even know where that comes from. I don't even know who thought you only needed uh, hreflang on .coms, but it's his number two. Um, you know, so... So there we are. Um, I, I'm just going to skip through because I know we've only got a few minutes. Hey, go here. to number seven. That one weirded me out. Okay, scroll down here. Uh, oh, you can combine href lang and canonical tags. That's pretty cool, eh? I did, yeah, I can see that being incredibly useful. I yeah, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I guess I'm, I'm a more for control thing that I would never even. Yeah, you can't you can't combine the two. That's no, you the, can't combine them. No, no. That's, and why the, the thing? I guess, and this is another one. But I, I get why people would think they could. I don't mm -hmm. understand why they would ever deploy it. Like that's when I read that one, I was like, in my head, going, "But why would you even do it that way? Because if you do them individually, then you can create, say, a global rule for canonicals, and then a like per page rule for the href lang, right? Like. It, it makes more sense to me to be able to control them each individually rather than combining them, but hey, there we are. Uh, well, and also, a canonical? A canonical? I mean, don't screw up your canonicals, friends. Like, these are really important. <laughs> like, um, kind of, like, kind of critical. This tells Google this is, this is, this is the site. Um, and a canonical has to be. Google doesn't want you to screw them up. It has to be sitting on its own line. That's just the way it is. It's true. Something that frustrates me, though, you know, and I'm going to go off on a side tangent here and go just a, a, a little story from, from Dave that's annoying about the canonical tag. And so I'm going to feel, I'm sure everybody in, you know, the, the listening audience here has hit this. If not, now you know somewhere else to look and you too can scratch your head at it. Um, I, I publish, uh, you know, each month some, some new um, AdWords, the promo codes, right? Like I, I get a whack of them as a Google partner. I don't need all the ones I have, so I just sort of give them away. Right, now, it's like three thousand dollars worth of codes that I can give away to new businesses for sure. Happy to do it. Um, so I publish them, and then I move the the old codes into a different page, right? You know, sort of date stamped with it, and then canonical it to to the most recent page. Like basically, it's it's almost like evergreen, but I keep a, a, a backlog of the past ones, all of them just canonicaling through, basically, so that I don't have to have a bunch of redirects, and and I can still see traffic that might be coming through to them. Google seems to really enjoy absolutely ignoring the canonicals on those pages and anything for even from years ago that relates to promo codes that I might have canonicaled through to the recent page before I had, um, you know, sort of a, a system worked out for these things. Um, and I, I keep getting a lack of traffic through. Now, remember, I've changed the page when I added the canonical. So they're actually going, finding this new page, like crawling it, like crawling our blog, finding this yeah. new page. 
seeing the canonical right up at the top, and then still indexing it, caching it, and ranking it. Well, um, I guess my, 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 I can see stuff getting indexed just because, you know, Google will index like anything it can, right? I can yeah. see that. The question, I, first question I'd be asking is under what conditions are people finding this page? What, what kind of query do you have to enter to get an old page like that? They tend to be related to year. Um, I, it even includes this year, like 2018, and they're coming up with January's page, even though it's March. Uh, that's the one I just noticed again yesterday in my analytics, and I'm like, why is Google driving traffic to that page? It's canonical to the page they should be. It's also canonicaling to the right page because that one's old. <laughs> it actually is invalid information on that. It's like having a Netflix page from 2015. The shows are no longer relevant, or they might be, but not a lot. You know, best comedies, okay, Arrested Development should still be on both lists, but... Um, just, just to scruple with you, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I know. And, and of course, you know, it did make me go, oh, okay, I need to put a big thing, on, you know, right at the beginning of all the pages going, if it's not this month, <laughs> like, um, you know, here's where the, where the current codes are, if any are still available. So it did make me design, make a, a few changes to the design of these pages just to make sure that I am, a, you know, accounting for that. But it's an oversight on Google's part because not only is it a canonical, but rank brain should be in there going when people search this they want the freshest page because they're looking up a promo code and so of course anytime i'm looking up a promo code rank brain should be sitting there going which signals are important that's ah, a promo code let's give them the freshest page because there's the highest likelihood of success in, in, in anything it's like the netflix example rank brain would sit there and go uh, okay yeah okay we're going to look at all these these factors that would come in for these variety of phrases related to you know, best Netflix movie shows, blah, 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 um, and go, okay, freshness is going to be a factor. Because links yeah, can't be as strong yeah. a factor because it, the one that has a lot of links is probably from, like, you know, the year Netflix was formed as, a, as an online entity and, and became a powerhouse or, or won an Emmy. Oh. The, the problem with that plan, Dave, is, like, rank brain is so Star Trek, and what you yeah. need is a couple Jedi Knights going, these are not the promo codes you're looking for. <laughs> Okay, now I want to change the entire page. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm you would. Okay, so by the time we get back from break, which is actually where we got to go now, Dave will have had this whole page, like, <laughs> shifted out and changed. We're going to be back on Tatooine. Um, a Tatooine, uh, just, just outside of the um, the old the old village pub, I think they called it. Your local. That was it, the local. Anyway. It is the 8th of March, 2018. You're listening to Web Culture, Webmaster Radio on FM. On behalf of Dave Davis, Pete Sucker, and Mark, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for webmasterradio.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? 
It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And hey, Dave, guess what? Management's listening in, Dave. I just got a note from Brandy. Uh, says that we sound really good. And... Um, Wishes you and Mary love, wishes me and Josh Shoshana love, and um, I think this is probably a good time to um, reiterate our public service announcement. <laughs> Darren Babin really loves cats. He loves cats a lot. He's, 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 he's wacky over cats. This has been the public service announcement from Webmaster Radio and FM. If this, was, if this was a fake public service announcement, we'd have been giggling or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, big love to Darren and Brandy. They're actually, apparently, they're listening in right now. <laughs> So hey look busy, would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not to sound smart. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what, Dave? Again, uh, we got a couple couple story choices here. Um, where do you feel like being? Um, you know, the one that I was really interested in, uh, so just to make sure we get to it, because sometimes we don't get to them all, um, is Google Image Search product schema um, showing the, the filter. Um so for, for this is over on Search Engine Roundtable. Um, for our listeners who don't know, there's some, some visuals over there, so head over to Search Engine Roundtable as soon as we're done here uh, because you, you want to stick around or unless you can multitask, pull it on up and, uh, and, and you know, view along with us. Um, anyway, there's some, some screenshots there, um, and it's when images are showing up in Google Image Search. Um, you'll have a chance to actually see a, a little tag appears by the image if that image is included in product schema. And it's just a little tag that says product. So it's actually letting you know which image are tied to products. Um, I had seen that with recipes, but I haven't, I hadn't yet seen that uh, with product. That's because it's brand new. Um, so if you had, we've been talking schema a lot today, get that schema, your product schema set, especially if you're ranking on image search. Uh, because it's going to be what I, I think will be a, a fairly significant marketing capability added to image search now. And uh, especially in those instances where you get those images appearing um, you know, right in the, in the search results themselves, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as opposed to having to go to that that image tab, if it's appearing right in that image result, that's going to be a it's going to be a big win for those people looking for product information. Uh, I, well, I, I really it's, like it's, it. It's, it's a it's a difference between getting a click and not getting a click. If you're giving the people the information they need right there in front of them, they're going to trust you more. Now, the weird thing about image search is it's really hard to gain the trust of the user. Um, because I mean, there's, there's no text. There's nothing doing. An image might say a thousand words, but are they are they speaking to the to the potential client the way that you wanted them to? Right. Right. Um, if you got actual information that's being conveyed via schema underneath the image in the same in the same image search listing, you have a picture picture a Google image search right like the, the search results page. Really, you just have like row upon row upon row upon row of image currently, right? It's not mm-hmm. to expand the image that you might see um, um, extra data that's included with the image. Mm-hmm. So if I read this correctly, um, the inclusion of a schema uh, 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 content with each image will show before the image gets expanded, and you'll probably get, the, get that click. You'll have Indeed. a better chance of getting that click at any rate. Yep. Yeah, and that's, you know what, that's the entire thing. And we've been talking a lot about, okay, we've been talking a lot about schema. We've been talking a lot about, um, you know, click-through rate optimization. And this is another signal. And for people who aren't using it, you're missing the entire point. It's not about ranking. <laughs> it's about traffic. Um, and this, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you should be doing schema anyway. Um, but this is just a huge added benefit for making sure you do it right, do it with your images. Um, and, and now people who are looking for product information who might overlook the image panel because... They don't want a picture. They want product information. Now they know you've got pictures and product information. If I'm looking for a car, I want both. Uh, Indeed, eh? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I've got good news for you and for our listeners. I also have a confirmation. Cindy will be joining us next week, and she's going to be at SMX, uh, so she's going to be able to fill us in on that as well. Excellent. All right on. That's wonderful. God, it'd be warm, too. (laughs) SMX West happens next week, doesn't it? That is correct. Oh my God, it'll be warm, but <laughs> not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we got time for one more, and I think this is a, this is one that that we didn't put a huge priority on because it's not a make or break sort of thing. But this might reassure you. Okay. Hmm. Um. And this is a, this is I'm afraid it's going to have to be a just depends sort of uh, piece of advice. According to John Mueller from, from Google, um, if you move your website, you move your server, your host server from, say, your, your, your home country to another country, pretend like uh, to use the example that, that, that Barry over at uh, Search Engine Roundtable used. Um, say you are in the United States and you collect a whole bunch of user data and you want to have extra protection on that data, so you move to a EU um, a server that's housed in the EU rather than leaving it on a server in the United States. Mm-hmm. Will that, so you've taken your, your, your American-centric website and you've moved it to a server in, uh, say, Germany. Mm-hmm. Will that make Google think you have a German website? According to John Mueller, the answer is generally not. Generally, Google understands the language on the website is talking about America. Chances are the website's about America. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. And I, and I love your, it depends. Um, That's something the else for, for our, our listeners to 
pay attention to here, like, and this is a known ranking factor, not just because Dave says so, and I'm sure Jim will agree, but because Google said so and everybody agrees, um, is keep your server where your visitors are coming from unless the server providers in that country suck because speed is an issue. <laughs> and so the closest possible path, like there's a reason why Google has servers around the world. It's so that they can have the shortest path to their servers, provided that is actually the fastest, and there's exceptions to that. But, um, you know, this is a case where, yeah, having them in your own country, so we go with the it depends on that one too, having them in your own country may not be a factor, but speed is, and speed is judged by the people in your country. <laughs> like okay, the people that are visiting your site. It is worth noting here, it is worth noting here that you're not, you're not saying that Google is geo geolocating based on where the server is. You're not, you're not saying that. You're saying you want the server near your users so that the site renders quickly. Exactly. So I, uh, I, think, it's, I think it's a fairly big distinction. You know what? And, and you're right. It's geolocation. And I'm definitely not saying that John is wrong on that one. I'm saying another consideration for Google because you're, you're 100%. Oh, and I, yeah, yeah, totally I think totally Google's totally. long past that. Do I think they used to do that? 100%. 100%. Um, do I think they still, like, I, I know they did, right? So do you, um, you know, there was reasons, you know, we had a, you know, I worked for a Canadian hosting company. We host, well, of course we hosted at our own hosting company, but we would have anyway. And if we'd hosted somewhere else, it wouldn't have gone as well. Um, you know, we hosted a lot of Canadian sites that didn't do as well when they were on American servers. So we know that they used to, um, I, I don't think it makes sense for them to even do it anymore, right? We've got these powerhouse um, you know, hosting companies, and you can call them like whether you want to call them powerhouse in a positive or negative. I'm not going to get into that, but like you have the GoDaddies of the world, where they host websites from around the world. Yeah, that's just what they do. Should Google be penalizing the website owner from Estonia for hosting there? No, he shouldn't. So you well, know, I, I imagine somebody hosting on somewhere like Cloudflare. You know, yeah. like that, you, you you will have incidents of your website on servers around the world that are you know matching up on where the the search user signals or the I'm sorry the the site visitor signals coming from. Right. So you got a, a site visitor in Mongolia, well, the Cloudflare server in Mongolia will be serving up your website that speeds stuff up, but it doesn't mean your web your website is is in the Mongolian language or or about businesses in Mongolia, although it might be. It might know? be, but that would be a coincidence. <laughs> Um, Total coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, damn, there was one last thing I wanted to get out there, and I totally, oh, man, don't you hate it when you space this stuff, dude? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it happens to me um, all the time. Well, unfortunately, I actually did space it. That wasn't a segue to something funny. I really did. <laughs> um, shoot. Getting old is a trip. I'm telling you. Um, you know what? We've done it. That was the uh, that we've gone full circle, gone the whole hour. That was fun. Um, next week we have Cindy Crum from Mobile Moxie. She's going to be reporting from SMX West, and we will be talking about um, schema, uh, mobile search, uh, the mobile web, and better ways to work with Google. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on the 8th of March, 2018. Stick around the network, friends. There's great stuff coming up after the news, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors.
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.